Louis Erickson has agreed to a six-year deal with Vancouver Canucks. Yo, what up, sports fans? It's me, Aaron Warner, and my co-host, Stefan Heck. Stefan, what's going on? Not much. Uh, I mean, preseason is in full swing. I will say, uh, when we recorded last week, the Canucks mm-hmm. played their first preseason game. Was it later that very night? Or was it the next day? Either way. They were playing later that day. Yeah, it's kind of yeah. the same situation we're in now. Because yes. we're recording on... Wednesday afternoon. Yes. And they play the Oilers like basically two hours. Yeah, two hours after one hour after we finish, two hours from now. Um, so we don't know what's going to happen, just like we didn't know what was going to happen in that Calgary game. And oh. I will say it's pretty funny. Like we I feel like we we jinxed it in some sense because we were saying that there hasn't been any like fucked vibes from the um from the training just camp the, so just far, the team right? So far, yeah, yeah no, it's, it's, been, been, it's like, been all pretty positive. So smooth far. sailing, no yeah. problems whatsoever. A lot of stuff and about then, structure and and yeah. you know, the training camp's going really well. And and yeah. then there's just like the worst preseason loss you'll ever see. It's ten nothing, and the team looked like shit. Like I, I was streaming for the second and third period and kind of finishing yeah. up dinner on the first, so I wasn't paying super close attention so it's hard, hard to have like really big takeaways which i don't know what kind of takeaways you'd get from it anyways I mean, you it was can't like a get 10 any, nothing loss it w- and so to be clear it was a 10 nothing loss with like calgary's close to their full nhl lineup and vancouver not close to their full nhl lineup like who was the best player in the lineup for the canucks hoaglander yeah yeah i mean joshua like, maybe joshua like, yeah Maybe Suter. It was a bad yeah. lineup. And I know, like, yes. that's kind of the standard, right? Like, when sure. you send es- a team. Especially on the road. Yeah. yeah. Like, if you look, remember last season where they did the split squad game? And Vancouver lost the home split squad game, which was a bad look because they definitely iced the better lineup than what Calgary sent over. But they yeah. sent over a pretty, like, the lineup was about as good as the one that they sent over this year. And they lost, like, 5-2, which is kind of what I was expecting, right? Uh, yeah, the, yeah. Ten, ten nothing. I wasn't. I was expecting a loss. I wasn't expecting ten yeah. nothing because preseason's weird, right? Sometimes you occasionally get players playing way above their heads and playing really well. But like this was, you know, this was like Jet Wu uh, and Noah Juleson and Matt Irwin all looking pretty bad. Yeah, they uh, they didn't look like they were sending their best. Um, no, <laughs> although I, I Hoaglander, I liked his, he played well, I think all things considered, considering it was a 10, nothing loss. He had that huge hit, mm-hmm. which was, that was kind of a weird one because it wasn't like, I think it was more Dennis Gilbert being like, not expecting it from Hoaglander. Um, cause Hoaglander got decked by him right before yeah. that. Um, so I think like Tockett sees that and sees Hoaglander basically just like, destroy this guy and he's uh-huh. like okay he's like made the team i feel like you know what i mean yeah like at this point especially over a pod colson 
Yeah, Ooh. no, uh, from what I did see, like, Pod Colson was pretty invisible, and that tends to be the, uh, what everybody else saw as well. Uh, did you hear Tockett's comments about it? Um, I did, and his comments on Joshua as well were very interesting. Yeah. So he's, yeah, I sh- very, I, I, I like Tockett. I'm starting to like Tockett. Yeah, I mean, I've always liked him. I think he came into the organization under bad circumstances, obviously, yes. but I enjoyed him on TNT. Like, I think his press conference like when he first came to the club, all things considered was uh, like he, he spoke well. I'm like, well, I like this guy. I just don't like how they handled Bruce. So, yeah, it wasn't that wasn't his fault. No, know? but uh, yeah, he was talking. Well, he spoke about Pod Colson and Hoaglander. He didn't talk about Hoaglander. Not that I heard Pod Colson and Joshua. Yes. And he basically said, like, how big of a thinker that pod Colson is and he's in his head and he's just got to go out there and play his game, which I guess we could get into that a little bit more. Like, so we both thought it was cool that he was on the second line and getting that opportunity. Right. Yeah. But that's also for like someone that's famously in their head and like very intellectual about the game and shit, kind of a tough spot to put him in. Right. Like if you, if you wanted him to just go out there, like staple him to the fourth line, Say, I want you to hit everything that moves and have fun. And then, like, that's it. And then that's probably better to, like, build him up versus, like, hey, we need you to be a fixture on the second line and you're playing with JT Miller and this is a really important season. We have to make the playoffs. You better fucking produce. Like, For I think sure. that's going to get him in his head more, right? Yeah, I think so. I mean, it it seems to me like, and he's not waivers eligible, right? So, like, that's kind of an easy decision to make, too. Yeah. Um, Maybe just, it is disappointing. But I feel like if he starts the season in the AHL, he'll probably end the season in the NHL. Yeah. Is the is the feeling I get. And it's not the end of the world. Because on the flip side, it also means that Hoaglander is playing really well and he's made the team. And he does look like he's he's playing well. Mikheyev seems to be injured still. I don't know what's going on there. Well, like um so, so let me ask know. you this about Pod Colson. So what do you think's more important? Having Jack Stadnika and Nils Amon, who have had good camps from yep. what I've heard. Uh, was like having them have fourth, the, the fourth line time and then having Pod Colson in the AHL playing big minutes. Or is it better for Pod Colson, who's what, 22 now? Yeah. Right. And like a 10th overall pick. Is it better to him like to actually develop in the NHL versus like giving those guys those got those guys their shots? I can't fucking talk today, man. <laughs> fucking I mean, all I, over the place. I I kind of like the idea of giving Paul Colson like top line minutes in the AHL and like going with the lineup that actually like helps you win up here, which is what they seem to want to do, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and that might help you down the line later if it does make Pod Colson play better. Yeah, I'm um, just wondering if like. Does playing a whole bunch of minutes in the AHL really help Bud Colson that much? Because I think he's already proved that he can go down there and perform. And like when I watched their games, it looked like he was in a different stratosphere versus the other players playing in the AHL. So like, yeah, I'm sure they'd love to see it. Right. But like, is it really going to be that beneficial for his development? More beneficial than being the 13th forward if he's not sure. going to play. But yeah. And the thing is, like, Tockett seems to like him, too. It's yeah, just, exactly. He wants him to play better. He wants to make him a better player. So 
Uh, yeah, well, I don't know. Is, is he in that lineup for tonight? I don't think he's playing tonight, no. So he's not. The guys to look out no. for, J-Pat. J-Pat just listed his seven Canucks to keep a close eye on tonight. Mm-hmm. Joshua, Hoaglander, McWard, Baines, Ratu, DeSmith, and Susie. Um, I think that makes sense. So DeSmith yeah. is getting the start. Martin seems like we're kind of writing him off. McWard is interesting because he's been playing quite well. Mm-hmm. He's a right-hand D. Tockett wants everyone on their, their right side, the correct side, right? So, this, you know, if he can play with a, Hughes. Like, this is a take that I have. So watching okay. all the Young Stars games, the defenseman that stuck out the most to me was Cole McGuard. And yeah. this isn't like what I heard the experts, the people that are smarter than, at watching hockey than I am say. There was a lot more talk about Hirose and how well Hirose played and he did put up more points, but for me, watching the games, I was more impressed by McWhort. He looked really um, good. And he's, he looks good. I like him. Yeah. So, like, do I think he's prepared to be a top pairing defenseman for the Canucks? No, but I am interested to see him get his shot. Like, he's he's also twenty two, right? Believe so. Yeah. Um. And I was listening to to some podcast yesterday. Oh, no, it wasn't a podcast. Well, it was a part of a podcast, but it was the Talk It interview. And he was asked about McWard. Mm-hmm. And you know who he brought up? Marino in Pittsburgh, who was oh. like a similarly undrafted yeah. player who came in through uh, NCAA free agency, just like McWard did. And then at that same, when he was 22, I believe, is when he stepped in with the Penguins and started making an impact. And obviously, they're like different styles of players. Yeah. I will but, say he was he was drafted, but uh, he just oh, didn't. Oh, he drafted? He was okay. Tra- but like fifth round, right? So similar yeah. sort of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's not like. And drafted I, I, by the Oilers. Can you imagine oh, if they still weird. had him? Oh, my God. That would have been good for them. <laughs> so imagine if uh, the Canucks still had Gustav Forsling. Um, oh, God. <laughs> But uh, yeah, the show that it was either uh, the Canucks conversation and they had J-Pat with a friend of the show, Chris Faber, or his Canucks yeah. talk. I I was doing a bunch of chores yesterday and just had a, a constant stream of Canucks podcast going in my head. But I guess McWard had better scoring both in the NCAA and in the uh, USHL compared to Marino. Yeah. Which again, different players. And I'm not saying that uh, they have a Marino on their hands, but worth giving a player like that who's shown well a look right like i mean for every marino or you know chris tanev mm-hmm. there's a uh, there's dozens of like not that a- right a- eric walski was that a guy i think that was a guy once i'm pretty sure i mean it, but that, that's why you you take a swing on these players right and if if he can just i mean the thing with hughes as well is he makes everyone around him better so if you have yeah. a, a smart player playing with him like i mean it's it's possible it could it could happen and it would be it would be huge search. for them if if you could get a player like that for free. By mm-hmm. the way, on the John Marino Wikipedia page, yeah. there's all the references down at the bottom. And one of them is from 2019 from the Edmonton Journal. Edmonton Oilers trade marginal prospect John Marino for draft pick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's oh, nice to that's, say. That's a receipt and a half, eh? Yeah. <laughs> um, but it does like make you wonder about how this defense is going to end up. Like, I think at last season at the end when there was all the call-ups, right, there was a lot of juggling, like, in-game, right? So I don't think – 
You, you say it's, it is McWard that makes the team, right? It surprises everybody. He's not going to be playing 22 minutes next to Quinn Hughes. Like they're going to be jumbling those pairings as the game goes on. Um, so Hughes is going to finish at 25 and McWard would be at 16, I would imagine. Yeah. Right. So you're still probably going to get your Hughes and Ronick minutes when they're coming from behind or whatever. Right. But yeah. What what there is the the idea which I'm warming up to more every day of just loading up Hughes and Heronic and just having a sick top pair. Yeah, having like a really fucking cool top pair and like giving Hughes someone that like it's a great talent that he has to be able to like lift up the players around him, right? Just play but, them both 30 minutes a game. You were doing that anyway with Hughes. Yeah, you're right? doing that when we were trying to tank. So yeah. fucking do it now when we were trying to win. I, I do have some fears that that's what they're going to do. And then the team's going to yeah. like start eating shit come January. But I guess that's he's not a, He's a young guy. He can, yeah. he, he'll be fine. Well, remember yeah, the, I mean, the, the it Tortorella would be so season? Fun just seeing him with a, a good player. Oh yeah. That was crazy. Because that's what they did, right? Like they yeah. absolutely rode the Sedins and Kessler and, uh, God, that was so long. It was really the Sedins and Kessler. And they came out pretty good, right? Like, they were a Tortorella team. They had a strong start. And then they completely fell off in the second half of the year after the the old locker room brawl between Torts. No, it's the 10-year anniversary, right, of Benning's first season? Because it was the 13-14 season they made the playoffs, right? No, I believe it was 14-15. Was it 14-15? Jim Benning... Hired. Oh, you're right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So this so is this, a, it this is was the 10 year anniversary of, the Tortorella. of Tortorella. Yeah. Oh, what a decade it's been. So we are approaching the 10 year anniversary of the Tortorella incident with Calgary, mm-hmm. the 10 year anniversary of Benning being hired in the first place. Mm-hmm. Boy, that's going to be, we got to plan something. For yeah. That, that was a watershed <laughs> moment, folks. <laughs> God, <laughs> but, uh, damn. Yeah, something like I would like to see them try out is Hughes Ronick, then do like I guess Ian Cole, Tyler Myers, and then Susie and whoever on right D. Yeah. Yeah. I mean I, I I'm fine. He, the thing with Hughes is that he'll be kind of he'll just be good no matter what. Mm-hmm. But I think in terms of like and I I hesitate to say take the next step because he's already so fucking good, but like yeah. If he's playing with someone as good as Hronik, like, can you imagine the t- kind of season he's going? Like, that's how that's how he has a Norris level season, I think. Right? Mm-hmm. Is if if he's playing with a guy who is really really good for the first time in his career, other than yeah. Tanev, right? Well, and like if the the team does really well, right? Like, yeah. I understand people that are voting on awards not staying up to watch Vancouver Anaheim late in the season to see Hughes pop off. Yeah. Right. So I, I think yeah. like a lot of those awards are kind of tied into team success as well. But for sure. Yeah. I mean, if they don't make the playoffs, it's although I mean, Carlson won the, the Norris this year. Right. But he obviously had yeah. like a fucking insane. Yeah. Season, you'd have so. to be like at a, a that big of a heater in order to uh, yeah. to get to that level. Right. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, that's the D thing. It'll be interesting to see if they can move the puck enough. Um, is Will Landon in tonight? I don't think so. Right. I think he no he is yeah so it's Rathbone Susie Hughes McWard Brisebois Myers Willannon then Garland Dries Ratu Hoaglander Stunika Sasson 
Pedersen, Bluger, Baines, Joshua, Amon, and Kuzmenko. I mean, I'm excited to watch Pedersen and Kuzmenko play again. Yeah, that'll, with, that'll be nice. With Hoaglander as well. Like, yes, that'll be fun. Do they have... I, I'm, I don't know what the, I mean, Baines I'm interested in watching too. Yeah, um, yeah. Because he's going to, I imagine, be skating on that line with Garland and is Suter. No, Suter's not in. Suter's not in. So maybe like Sasson or something. Yeah, Sasson or, or Bluger. Yeah. I, I'm excited to see Bl- Bluger. Bluger's look pretty good, to be honest. I want to see him on the penalty kill against, uh, yeah. against oh, yeah. Edmonton, right? Like, so Edmonton tonight is icing like their entire well, McDavid top six. McDavid and Dreisaitl and, yeah, and basically Evander the top Kane six. And Nugent yeah. Hopkins. Yeah. And then I imagine Bouchard, imagine yeah. Hyman. I guess I could always like look at these things, but um, I am excited to see like the guys that they brought in to penalty kill, like Carson Soucy, like Teddy Bluger. I guess you're missing like uh, uh, Ian Cole and you're still missing um, what's his ass? Herose, Herose and Well, I don't know. Yeah. I don't really think Herose is like a big penalty killer, but uh, I'm trying to say Pia Suter. Pia Suter? Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 So it's not like you're going to have the full penalty kill out there, but yeah, there's some of those pieces. See how they stack up. I want to see if Stadnika still brings it. Yeah, um, I mean he's he's looked good, and people seem to really like how he's playing. Um, Drance really likes how he's playing. Yeah, apparently he came in like fit as fuck. Yeah, here's here's an interesting anecdote I actually heard on Canucks talk during my my podcast chores yesterday. Okay, is Stadnika in the off season trains at the same facility as Quinn Hughes, but they're in like different groups because Hughes is like uh he's like a, a Chad. Right. He gets he gets to skate with the Chads and the Stacys, and then um, <laughs> then Stanika gets to skate with the Virgins. So like in the Hughes group, you have like Quinn and Jack Hughes and Dylan Larkin and like those types of players, and then Stanika like comes in after with like other players of his his ilk, <laughs> his stature, I guess, and and works yeah. there. But I guess like he just trained his ass off all summer. Which I mean, that's what Talk had asked for, right? Oh yeah, like yeah. I he, mean, that's a, that's the thing is like. The, you know, the last couple training camps, people have come in late. People have come in kind of out of shape. And mm-hmm. this feels like the first one where they're actually maybe taking it seriously. Uh, yeah, like he's while, clearly... So. Uh, last season, he was in Taka's doghouse, right? Like, yeah. remember he'd get tried out at third line center and it would last for like all of three shifts. And then he's like wing, stapled to the bench, not playing at all, really didn't get a shot. And there's flashes that I liked from Stadnika last season. Like... He's certainly tall. There's like some puck skill there, but it was never sustained. So if you have someone that like theoretically could be a center, maybe not at the NHL level, but maybe you can go in and take a face off. If your actual center gets kicked out, who's like bigger and full of energy and has skill to his game at lower levels, but is just playing that in. I like that. I think that's good. Um, So like, I guess like I'm kind of cheering for him though. I would rather him be a 13th forward and have, Pod Colson uh, getting guaranteed sure. minutes at that level. Um, so I guess Pod Colson will probably play. They're playing in Seattle tomorrow. Yeah, which I don't even know if that game is on TV. I think I heard that somewhere. Right. Um, which would suck. Actually, yeah. no, it wouldn't. Because I am going to see <laughs> Iron Maiden tomorrow. And Hell if yeah. nobody gets to watch the game, then we're even. I don't feel like a bad hockey podcaster. <laughs> Yeah, I'm excited. I like. Kind of, are they at this? Are they at the Saddle Dome? They are at the Saddle Dome. We uh we bought tickets like ages ago, and then I kind of forgot about it until this week. I'm like, hey, when are we seeing Made? Oh, on Thursday. Cool. And like, 
I was a huge Maiden fan in like grade seven, grade eight. It's like the first like metal band I really listened to, which kind of set yeah. me down that path. And I mean, I'm I'm not like a regular Maiden listener now. I still enjoy when I hear Ace is High or Hallowed Be Thy Name or whatever, but I'm not really seeking it out. But I couldn't let myself like not go see them when they're in town, no. especially because they're all like 100 years old now. So how many more <laughs> opportunities to see Iron Maiden are you really going to get? They're all like in their 70s and stuff, At least, right? Yeah. Like, let's see. Bruce Dickinson. Let's see. Yeah, oh, they he's, formed like, in he's only 65? Wow. That's huh. surprising. He kind of a rough 65, I'd say. That's really <laughs> yeah. surprising. I mean, I guess that sort of makes sense if you're in like a rock band. Yeah, since the I 70s, guess. So I, <laughs> man, I, the, the, <laughs> this is such a stupid memory, but like I, he, so he left Maiden in the nineties. Right. And mm-hmm. then came back. It was only for like seven or eight. He left for six years and he was replaced by this guy, Blaze Bailey. Uh, okay. Who <laughs> has nothing against him, but like, I was a teenager and just like didn't like that, you know, my favorite singer from Iron Maiden wasn't there for a spell when I was three to nine years old and not listening to Iron Maiden. Yeah. And like, I, I distinctly remember making my, uh, my like MSN, like fucking login display name. That's it. Like Blaze Bailey should kill himself. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> 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 Which is like so rude and uncalled for. And just like came into my head on Sunday as I was listening. I was like at the gym, like listening to Maiden getting psyched for the show. And I'm like, that was so rude. What did Blaze Bailey ever do to you, Eric? <laughs> That's really good. He has sung on a couple of Iron Maiden albums that you never really listened to or were interested in. Um, but yeah, excited for that. Okay, who else is in? Oh, Steve, Steve Harris, their bassist is 67. Yeah, they're all about the same age. 66. Man, I could have sworn they were like, I thought they were at least all in their 70s. I guess they must have been pretty young when they when they started the band. Uh, their drummer's 71, Nico McBrain. Okay. That's a great name. Yeah. Yeah, no, like 65, 66, pretty, I mean, that, that's fine. They got way more tours in them. Oh, yeah. You got, you got a few like, more. You'll, 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 be able to, you'll be able to see them out here. I mean, Ozzy is like, I mean, he's in much worse. He's 74. Okay. So but, I mean, 74 for Ozzy Osbourne is like 90 for that is person, really right? old. Well, because when the Osbournes were coming out in like the two, like 2000, so like he's only 50 in the Osbournes. That's crazy. What the fuck? The Osbournes started in 2002, so he was 53. That <laughs> is nuts. <laughs> oh my god, huh? That's I, really uh, funny. When I was 19, I went to LA and was with some friends. We went to this, uh, it was like a chili dog restaurant that was in like an old train car that was like on Sunset Boulevard. Yeah. I mean, it was like after dark, right? So I'm like eating my hot dog at one in the morning. Fucking Kelly Osborne walks in. Really? Yeah. With like two or three friends. <laughs> my, my thought feel- was to tell her that I love Papa Don't Preach, but uh, I was too, too, too much of a scaredy cat. The thing I remember from Kelly Osborne is when she pissed herself at a Starbucks. Let's see. Wait, what? Uh, Fergie style. She, yeah, she had a, a, a tweet that was like, yeah, shame on you at Starbucks. Hashtag pissed my own pants in this location because your shameful employees refuse to let me use the restroom. <laughs> I have piss in my shoe. <laughs> she tweeted that. P- 
pissing my shoe. Like, I guess she pissed on her. Yeah, yeah I guess and it then, trickles down. Like, huh. And someone replied to her and said, "Hi, Kelly. This Starbucks location doesn't have a bathroom." But so I wonder. I wonder if that's that true. can't be right. I feel like they legally like all have to Shouldn't have bathrooms. They? So yeah, I don't know. I, either way. What's your uh, here? I got a question for you for mm-hmm. tonight's game. Yes, because um, this episode will either come out right before the game or right after the game or or tomorrow morning. But either way, yeah, we're we're, we're gonna know soon enough. Do you think Dakota Joshua is gonna get into a fight? That's a good question. Like, I how- think yes, he is. I feel like he's going to l- go out there and, and look to start a fight with someone. Yeah, well, like that was another like points of contention last off season as well, or not off season, preseason. Remember, someone got roughed up. I think Hoaglander in that yeah. game against Edmonton, and he was on the ice, and he didn't like fight back or defend yeah. him. Which shout out to to Matt Irwin for. Uh, oh, he up. got in there. Yeah, 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 that was that was good. That, that was a that was a big hit too. Yeah. So. I mean, Hoaglander got him back, obviously. Yeah, well, I, I love Hoaglander's, like, reverse hit that he does where they try and, like, push yeah. him off the puck and he just, like, knocks their ass down. I think that's really cool. Yeah. Because uh, no one expects it, too, right? Because he, mm-hmm. he is, like, a smaller guy, but he's so thick uh, and has such a low center of gravity. It's it's great to watch. But I, I think for, for Joshua, I think he's going to... He might not look for a fight, but I think he's going to look to hit people and that will result in a fight. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I hope that because I guess we said we we're going to circle back to it and we are now. But the other thing that Tockett said in his uh, press conference that was really interesting and got quoted a lot, was basically saying, like, Joshua do- isn't guaranteed a spot on this team and he should be playing like he's trying to earn a spot on the team and he hasn't done it like that. And that's a very measured thing to say, especially to the press, right? Like you're yeah. you're sending a message there and you want him to respond to it. I For think sure. it's highly unlikely that they don't uh, – I think it's highly unlikely that they would send him down because there's no shot that he clears waivers, right? He is like a type of player that the Canucks don't have. He's big. He's decently skilled. Uh, the Canucks are already a small team. Like he's a, yeah. he's a good backup penalty killer. He's good when like you're – you can take face-offs. Right. Not like yeah. there's no Manny Maholtra, but if your sure, sure. actual center gets kicked out, like he's good at coming in and, and winning those. I think there's actually spells last season where he was taking the draws for Oman um, because he was better at faceoffs than Nils Oman was. And Oman was yeah. like playing center for the actual shift. So there's just like a lot of positives there that I don't think you're going to send down just to try and, you know, reward Oman or, or Sudnika for having really good training camps. Um but how many how many games do they have left anyway? It's like five preseason games or something. Yes. So they play Seattle tomorrow, and then there's a game against Edmonton and a game against Calgary next week at home. And then I forget. Okay. I think there might be one more road. Yeah, pre-season six preseason game. games. Yeah. So they play uh, Oilers tonight, Kraken tomorrow, and then it's three home games against the Oilers, Kraken, and Flames. Okay. Last one is is Friday, October sixth. Is the last one, and then they start this the season five day, on the eleventh at home Woo! against uh, against the Oilers. That's going to be good. And then <laughs> five game road trip. Uh, oh see yeah, you, you see yeah. this this morning. The uh, Florida thinks that their power play is going to be run through OEL. I did. I did see that. I, I don't believe that. I'm to I, be well, honest. 
But he looked good in his first I, game. Because I think but... Montour and, and um, Ekblad are hurt, right, going into yes. the season. So so maybe for the first little little bit, but like, oh, he all sucks. Hopefully I, I did... that, that game against the Canucks. I guess he yeah, did have like, I, what, three assists in his first preseason game he for did. them? I mean, look, we we talk shit about OEL a lot, and it's not his fault. No, like, he seems he, like a he nice was guy. Injured, he seems like a nice guy, and it's not you know he, he didn't offer the contract to himself. He didn't yeah, trade yeah. himself, right? So it's not his fault. But at the same time, like I mean, I I know as a Canucks fan, I'm I'm expecting him to do better just because he was so bad last year and the year before. So like he couldn't be much worse, right? Is mm-hmm. the whole thing? Was he with us for two seasons? It felt like five. Yeah. It was two, right? Uh, there is, because he got... It was yeah, 2022, no, it was 23. It, it was the year tw- that Benning got fired that he yes, 21, was that 22, off season. And then, yes. Yeah, okay. man, that was only two years. That's crazy. It really felt like a lot longer. And speaking of ex-Canucks defensemen, this just came across Twitter. Um, Travis, ha- There's an Oilers, uh, or sorry, a, a Senators preseason game happening around. Travis Hamanick loses an edge, takes out Corpusalo, and puts the puck in his own net. So, oh boy! Speaking of players that I don't miss on the Canucks, Canucks. legend. <laughs> God I, damn, man. man! I was like really excited when the Canucks first acquired Hamanick because when he was in the uh, an on Islander, the Islanders, he was good, and and on the and, Flames, he was okay, and he right? was a sneaky fantasy yeah. hockey pickup yeah. way back in the day when he was like coming up on the Islanders. So yeah. that's what was ingrained in my mind because Benning kind of killed my desire to watch Canucks hockey. Uh, and so I was just remembering the guy that was good for fantasy, but way back whenever the hell that was. Yeah. Uh, good times. Oh, you know who the, you know, who the Oilers are playing tonight. Speaking of uh, <laughs> former Canucks with interesting relationships with COVID. <laughs> Who's that? Brandon Sutter. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So he's yeah on a, he's, is he on a, he's he's on on a, a PTO? PTO right? Yeah. Yeah. So I wonder how he's, I wonder how he's been playing. Cause yeah. they played. I've, yeah. I've no idea. Was he even in the first, you would think that he was in the first, uh, let's see. Well, they lost two, one to the jets in a shootout and they lost five, nothing to the jets. So oh, shit. Uh, let's see. Brandon he's got to play one of them at least. Right. He played in. He had five shots on net and no points in the two-one loss. To okay, the Jets, so that's that's, that's pretty, pretty good. big. That's that's volume shooting. Yeah, and then he didn't play in the game where they lost five nothing. The the five nothing lineup was basically like the Canucks lineup against um, uh, the Flames. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, they, fuck, they had Greg McKeg in their lineup. <laughs> so that's that's. I remember him on the on the Leafs and the Panthers. Uh. Um, I, JC, yeah. I'm not, not as good of a puck doku player. A, they have AHL legend Seth Griffith, who was always really good for uh, Boston's AHL team. Adam Ernie, Cam Deneen. Wow, they got some guys. I'm remembering some guys by looking at the Oilers roster right now. Um, but yeah, I mean, tonight, I'm I'm excited to watch McDavid and Drysaddle play again because that is always fun. Yeah. I, I, I hate their team. Um, so yeah, we'll we'll see how that goes. And we've got our... Are you ready for... The, the fantasy draft, it's coming up in just over a week. Yeah, it's on Thanksgiving, right? Yeah. Have you been yeah. doing some prep for it? I mean, I've already done two drafts, so yeah. kind of. This yeah. this is going to be a lot more challenging because our, our Discord folks that we're doing the league with, which, by the way, this is a regular episode, patreon.com slash I hate this team to support the show. I noticed we actually got a few new patrons this week. Now that the season's ramping up again. Wow. So Hell thank yeah. you to you thank two. Thank you very much. Yeah. Um, 
But uh, yeah, you get Discord access with that, blah, blah, blah. I think that draft is going to be like harder than the people that I was preying on in my uh, my more casual uh, yeah. one year leagues. And for the rookie stuff, you know, so much more than me. So uh, I'm ready to go for the rookie stuff. Yeah, I got yeah some... I'm, I'm going to be deferring a lot. But no, I'm excited yeah. for that draft for sure. Yeah. Uh, speaking of the season coming up, Dom LeCision. Well, the athletic using yes. Dom LeCision's model, the villain Dom LeCision, who does not respect <laughs> our boy uh quinn hughes enough also shana goldman and sean gentilly they did their canuck season preview did you get a chance to look at this yes and i i will say i think it's like basically exactly what we've been saying yeah you know they they have them weirdly ahead of the kraken and they have them ahead of like teams like the sabers and the red wings and stuff but they basically have us as i think it was 52 percent chance to make the playoffs um which you know what that's pretty much what we're expecting um which is a nice change i think they i think they did demonstrate a good understanding of being a canucks fan like let me read uh the the ending here the bottom Mm -hmm. line as long as pedersen and hughes are on the roster the canucks are going to be a tempting preseason pick I disagree with that, but mm-hmm. uh, I, I would never pick this team to do anything. But uh, so long as their schedules keep ending in April, they're going to be a frustrating one. One way or another, this season feels like a pivot point. By the time it's over, whether they make the playoffs or not, they'll have either a pair of elite players locked into their primes and another shot at nailing the supporting cast, or the Band-Aid will have been torn off. That's better than being stuck in neutral. So I, that's kind of what yeah, we've been saying, right? Like For sure. Uh, and they also do raise a good point that like, yeah, they can... They can miss the playoffs and Pedersen will still stay, right? Like, yeah. uh, Dom had an article kind of specifically about that as well. Well, so that's. You you heard the Frank Cervelli stuff, right? Like, Cervelli's been in Vancouver, like, doing stuff for training camp, and he's going to Edmonton and Calgary afterwards. And he was asked on, he was on Sakaris and Price, and he was also on uh, Canucks Conversation. And on both of them, he said that he doesn't think that the team's success really has anything to do with him signing or not re-signing. He thinks he, mm-hmm. the sense that he gets from talking to people, et cetera, is that he likes Vancouver. But yeah. where he's coming from is if he does another 105-point season or he gets 110 points, he's once again top 10 in Selkie voting. He's pushed himself up into that, like, Pasternak tier of money, making, like, yes. I think it was 11.3. 12. Yeah. What, yeah. yeah. He, he's, like, going to be make It's a lot of fucking money that he could be making. Um, whereas right now I think they're looking at like nine and a half for the comparables, right. For, and the Barzell came up and like Kachuk came up. Um, so say he only has like a, a middling year for Elias betters. Like he gets 87 points, right? Not as good as last season, still point per game, still really great player. Is he going to lose any money on that? No, you can still get the Canucks to give him like nine and a half million dollars. Yeah. But if he does just as good as last year and he bets on himself, he could make an extra 15, 20 million dollars over the length of this contract. So, like, why not bet on yourself? And also, like, he does seem like an introverted guy, right? For sure. But, yeah. like, I think he was very honest. Like, he's not trying to trick people when he says he wants to focus on the season i think that's like no, genuinely I think he genuinely does and like yeah. he's it was like such a distraction when he was an rfa last time right and missed a bunch of training camp and that's when he looked his worst right it was in that first half of the the first oel season 
which yes. yeah, that seems like a lifetime ago, doesn't it? Back God, when, it really does. Back when Craig Button was saying that they should send Elias Pettersson down <laughs> to the AHL, uh, or they should Andrew trade, Walker. Yeah, yeah, or they should trade him, and so they have enough money to re-sign both JT and Bo Horvat. Really great takes. Um, but uh, <laughs> where's I going with this? Yeah, like I think I, that 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 gave me some peace of mind from yeah. from, uh, I, from Frank. I like I said, I, I I think you know they will probably have like a Sabres type season where they they do take a step forward and they look mm-hmm. better and they they have they're like a fun team to watch and it's a fun year. Will they make the playoffs again? I think it's a coin flip. Well, so, but. You, you want to know something funny? Sure. Um, I went and looked at uh, the athletics projection from last season. Okay. Do you want to know how many points they were projected to get? How many? Uh, 92. Okay. And how so, many did they end up with again? Uh, I think it was 87. Okay. So, so uh, that's the... That's the same as this year for their projection. So it's kind of funny. Like they did all of this work, right? In the off season to revamp the roster and fix the and defense, whatever. And they yeah. trade the first paper for running. <laughs> and then the end result is, well, okay. So it's 92.4 right now. And sure. last season it was 91.7. So it's like a rounding error. Like last season was 49% to make the playoffs. And now it's 52%. Yeah. Um, That's a step forward. So there, technically. there are like small differences. Like, but weirdly, last season it was three percent for Cup final, and this season it's two percent. Saying there's a chance. Interesting. Um, <laughs> 1% yeah, I mean, I, chance I, I, for the Cup each year. There's one in a hundred. I, I think like I, I just yeah, I do think like the the thing that interests me about the way they wrote it in the Athletic, and and what I totally agree with is like whatever happens, it feels like this season will be a turning point. Like either it's the start of something good, or they suck ass or they're stuck in the middle and they're like, well, we've got to start again. You know yeah. what I mean? So I, I either guess, way, I think something will happen, but well, that's the interesting thing about this team, right? Is they finished at 87 points, which was five less than the projected, but they yeah. did it in the most fucking ass backwards, crazy ass volatile <laughs> way possible where, you know, for stretches, for, for, we thought they were going to be able to draft Connor Bedard because they were finishing bottom five. We thought yeah. that we would <laughs> be guaranteed to pick Zach Benson with our draft position. Uh, wow. Um, <laughs> but, you know, Will Smith, whoever, right? We thought, like, no way they get below fit. Um, but then there's also stretches, especially under Talkit, where they looked like a fucking top 10 team in the league. They were world yeah. beaters. So it's like these huge peaks and valleys to finish at this end point. So. Yeah, like there's I think that's why it's easier to look at the team and be like, oh, they could be like massively improved and do well because you remember the upswings. Right. But then they're walking such a thin line with like their star performances and like goalie health and Demko performing like we think Demko should that it's also very easy for it to flip back the other way. Right. I think what sucks and they raised this point in in the athletic uh, preview is that they're so far behind schedule so like in in a rebuild this is the type of season they should have been having like three or four years ago you know what i mean yeah and which i guess they did have kind of yeah i mean obviously covid and then covid happened and they like those supporting pieces that like made them so successful they got rid of right yeah so so like 
this is we're, we're behind schedule with where they should be uh given the the pieces they have like it's just irritating to me that they have like the three hardest pieces to find in a number one center a number one defenseman and a number one goalie mm-hmm. like you're set there and they have just not been able to build around them at all and so much of that i i mean again not to like blame the previous guy but like what more can you do at this point? Like he did such a bad job building a team around them mm-hmm. that it was just like it makes me think that it's actually harder to do that. Yeah, than, well, to, like, than to than to get good players. No, you know? well, that, that's definitely the hardest part. It's not like the selling and acquiring draft capital is easy, right? It's easy the, to get a really good young player. The, you just suck the ass, hard and they give you a like good young transitioning yeah. into being an actual contender. Like, look at what Buffalo's gone through, right? Like, yeah, it seems like they're on the precipice of doing it now. Like. Jersey was able to do it really successfully. We'll see if yeah. like Anaheim will eventually be able to do it. And uh, I was going to say Phoenix, Arizona, if they're actually able to do it as well. Yeah. But yeah, no, the Pacific division is, is really weird, right? Cause you have the, the two juggernauts that are like cup contenders in Edmonton and Vegas. Yeah. And then the rest of them, like, I guess LA is probably just a tier below that, but they're goaltending goal is, is so shit, man. Yeah. This shit from my ass. So like, <laughs> I, I do, like I, part of me just doesn't fear them because of how they looked against the Canucks last year, even yeah. though like intellectually, I know like that's a deep forward group or at least a deep center group. They lost some of that depth in that um, Dubois trade, but yeah, but then with the rest of them with, with Calgary and Seattle and who else would they be battling with? Uh, that's, really, that's pretty that's much, pretty it, much right? it. Yeah. Cause like yeah. San Jose and San Anaheim be are going to be, be quite yeah. bad. Um, there's a case for like all five of them making the playoffs. If you look at the central division, like the central is not, yeah, the Colorado, Dallas and Minnesota are going to make it St. Louis. I don't think they've meaningfully improved at all. I don't think fucking St. St. Louis is old and slow. Yeah. They're not good. Well, except for Cairo. He's, he's not slow. Yeah. But, uh, but their defense is yeah yeah their their defense is only getting older and slower. Uh, I don't think Winnipeg is going to be as good as last season. Plus, they're probably going to want to like shuffle because, guys out because they're yeah. They'll be interesting because they did make like the the Dubois trade they they had to make obviously, but I think they did pretty well on it. All things considered, yeah, no, that's fine trade. Um, especially for like being Winnipeg with where they're like where they exist in the world and how they have to get young players, et cetera. Like it's not never going to be like a destination And Calgary is also like such a toss. Like if you get another season like that out of Markstrom, I mean, maybe Dennis Wolf steps in and lights out, but like chances are they're going to be just as bad, but do you think Huberto is going to be that bad again? I mean, Probably. he looks pretty good against the Canucks good minor against, league players. Yeah, so. no, he uh, <laughs> looked pretty damn good the other day. So, like, their vibe seemed to be up. Backlund just re-signed. Yeah. Which, pour one out for that. I was really hoping they'd do the uh, the, the reverse Tanev and the Canucks would sign him because he was disregarded from uh, Calgary because he would be a great fucking fit for the Canucks. Oh, yeah. Third line center. Ooh. But, I mean, Man. good for him. Like, he also is their captain and spent his whole career there. Like, I, I feel good for my fellow Calgarians that that's what's happened. Uh, and I guess we'll see what happens with like Lindholm next, but um, yeah, they're like I think the very... Canucks are in a, a decent position. If they, if they keep Pedersen, Hughes is obviously here for at least the next little while. Like, I think they should be better 
but next year the question than they are this year the Go question ahead. i was going to ask was like so of those three like bubble teams if you were like to come in and be made the general manager of seattle uh calgary or vancouver which one would you pick seattle calgary or vancouver probably yeah. seattle because they have the cap space but like vancouver has the bigger pieces Vancouver right. has the bigger pieces, but I mean, Seattle has some decent pieces themselves and the cap space allows you to just do yeah, so much. Yeah, the cap space right? would be like, really nice. Their, their goaltending is also not going to get better, right? And they're also not going to be shooting at that high of a percentage. So I think they're no. like a very... I could see not, them like, regressing for candidate sure, to but, take over, but like, yeah, it's going to be hard to capture lightning in a bottle like that twice in a row, right? For sure. Yeah. But I think if you look at like, if I'm coming in as a GM, the biggest thing for me is like, how easy is it to make moves? Yeah. And like, how, what kind of problem do I have? Right. And mm-hmm. like the Canucks like still have a couple of problem contracts. Right. And like Myers will be gone either during the season or at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, You know, the Miller contract is whatever. Besser has one year left after this, I think. Yeah. Um, so I mean, that's someone that you're hoping is going to bounce back and be worth sure. that this he, season too. Which if this is a, as well, so, if this is a, yeah. a playoff team, that's what he's going to have to do. Right. So, yeah. And yeah. I mean, knock on wood, he hasn't got injured yet. So hopefully we can see like a return to form from the North division where he's on pace for 70 odd points and can play with some confidence and get some shots off, baby. Yep. That would be great. I would love that. What? Oh, so this, this is unrelated, but yeah, I was, uh, so that we're going to have a skip, which is like, a. imagine if there was an elevator made by carnies, but it's also inspected <laughs> by people. So you don't die. So that's what okay. we have, uh, at work because it's like a, like eight story building that I'm working on and you're not going to want to carry like materials up to the eighth floor through stairs. And some of the material would be impossible to like. You have brick layers that have big tubs of fucking concrete to put their bricks on the side of the building. They're not carrying that up by hand. Anyways, I'm waiting for the the skip to come down so I can go up to where I'm working. Yeah. And a bunch of these brick layers are talking hockey. And I heard the fucking the most you can you can catch Mew behind this fucking truck oh, and cerulean I city ass. Yeah. Okay, here's the rumor that I heard. Okay. Kyle Dubis <laughs> yeah. is signing Yager <laughs> Bro. to come back and play for the Penguins. That's such a... You know what that is? That's literally them seeing like a Beaverton article or some sort of fake... Like legitimately just like a fake Instagram post and right? believing it. That's that's all it is. Yeah, no, right? like I, I when I click over to Facebook, like they know I like hockey now. So I'll get the the shitty like hockey stats real with a blue check next to it. And it's like, here are the ranked players of whatever the fuck. Right. Yeah. Um, and they could have seen like that. He's lacing up the skates once again. And it's to play for the team that he owns in, in Czechia. And, uh, that's it, which is really cool yeah. that his, yes. it's fucking awesome that he does that. It's so dope and respect to him for doing it. Um, but it's really funny that you could go from that to, Oh yeah, Dubas is going to sign him because he's in Pittsburgh now, and Lemieux is his own. Well, no, is Lemieux even the owner after they sold the Fenway Group? Is he still have like a share? I think he might still have. He's like part of it, I think. But I, yeah. yeah. Where's Yager's fit, fitting into that? Like, he's going to play with Crosby. Fuck it. 
God, that's really funny. Couldn't crack it as a fourth liner in the NHL like three years ago, but he's back I, at age 53 or whatever. I uh, miss working at the the plumbing warehouse and talking to like the plumbers and the guys who worked at the warehouse about hockey mm-hmm. and just being like, okay, yeah. This, yeah, is, you, this I, is the information you guys are getting, I guess. I don't know well, where you're getting it from. There, but. There's a couple more insights here. Okay. Uh, one of them was a flame, not a flames fan, a, uh, a Leafs fan. Okay. And is uh, really excited about this Klingberg guy they got. Interesting. Don't All know right. a bunch about him, but I think he's going to be good. <laughs> oh, that's... I, I almost I know, spoke like, up I know, and like, wanted to like temper his expectations about like, yeah, it's kind of falling <laughs> off. I know that we're like the, you know, we don't like, we're like the 0.1% of hockey fans, right? Yeah. In terms of like, most hockey fans don't really pay attention to other teams and stuff, right? But it's just crazy to me to be like, to consider yourself a hockey fan and not know who John Klingberg is, right? Right, yeah. And like, what was the other funny one? Oh, um, the one guy asked if he's doing his fantasy league this year and he said no. He's like, oh, I was going to tell you. You got to watch out for that newfie kid in New Jersey, who I guess is Dawson oh, Mercer. Dawson Mercer, yeah. Which my boy, not bad advice, uh, yeah. Especially if you're like in a keeper league, like I, I don't know if many leagues that you're going to be in are going to be deep enough where you need to draft Dawson Mercer now. But good player, he's. I mean, I'm biased because I I have him on my keeper team. Okay, but he's yeah. like he's like legit. I think so. Like, like he's he'll be like a thirty goal scorer. I, uh, the, the father-in-law started a pool last year that I was expecting to be like really easy, but it wasn't at all. Um, categories were harder. It was one of those leagues where you have like centers, left wings and right wings. This is like forwards, which also made it a bit more challenging. And he had like 16 teams in it, which is like a lot of teams. So you really have to start like scraping at the bottom to like fill out the like edges of your roster, especially if someone's hurt. Right. Which is fun to do. I like doing that. Oh yeah. I was way more engaged than in my, like the leagues that I won and made money in because there there was like, Oh God, like there's no way I'm going to let go of William Carlson. He wins faceoffs and I can put him in as a left wing. So in (laughs) a league like that, I think Dawson Mercer would be like a great pickup, but yeah, I mean, I think he's in a, in a keeper league. He's a really good pickup because mm-hmm. he's like twenty one years old. He's he's. No, I'm so really envious good, of that but, New Jersey team, man. Oh, they're so sick. They're uh, gonna be so much fun this year. God, God damn it! And they like <laughs> they've got Timo Meyer. Fuck it, right? Yeah, and fucking Toffoli. They oh just yeah, up they just, for, for like just for fun, basically. Just, yeah, like, yeah, let's get to more or less for yeah. free. That team's gonna be scary, man. Oh. Uh, Oh, I, I'm a big Jack Hughes stan. Jack Hughes is unreal. He's going to have a massive That year. goal they scored against fucking Montreal. Oh, or did he score so nice. or was he just carrying the puck? I forget, but he was sick carrying the puck, no matter yeah. who scored that goal. <laughs> yeah. Man. Uh, well, the game's starting in an hour. Mm-hmm. Uh, any any predictions? Uh, I don't know. There's, there's no point. Uh, fucking... <laughs> Pedersen gets need on need and is out for the season. Uh, <laughs> oh, no, no. <laughs> um, I do. I do actually have a prediction. I was cooking up a, a hot take maybe before we finish because we're looking at like the season projections and probability mm-hmm. and stuff. I think Kuzmenko's going to do it again. 
Oh, I think he'll get 30 plus goals for sure. Yeah. About 40, uh, but I think he'll get 30 plus goals. Yeah. If it was 30, 30 was the over and under. I'm, I'm taking over because I know it's like an unsustainable shooting percentage, but I just feel like he can do it, you know? Yeah. I oh, yeah. was like, it doesn't make sense. It's like an unreasonable take, but uh, vibes based. I think, I think he's going to continue to produce, especially if he's with Pedersen all year. Yeah. Maybe oh, not a hey, driver, uh, but like. Yeah. Before we go, shout out to Corey Schneider. Oh, yeah. Man, love that guy. Was he with the Islanders? He was the Islanders in the Islanders uh, like, organization. Playing right. the HL and putting up like pretty good AHL numbers. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's, it's I loved weird. Him. He was great. Well, not weird. I just like Sorokin and um, Varlamov were just healthy all year, right? Like, I think yeah. he played two seasons ago. He got I a couple games right. in. Yeah. Yeah, but like, let's pull up his AHL numbers because I think it was like nine twelve or something. Corey Schneider. I miss that guy. He was he was so fun. Yeah, he's like a great interview. He's like, yeah. I hope that he gets recruited to head office. Yeah, last year I think that would be great. He's he's a smart guy. His Hanson impression. I don't know if you heard it. Yeah, no, his Hanson impression is amazing. Yeah, he was actually on on Canucks Talk yesterday. And uh, he did it on the fly and it was like perfect <laughs> again. Okay. So last year in the AHL and Corey Schneider is 37 years old. He put up a nine thirteen. That's better than Silovs. It's pretty good. Uh, yeah. You know what he did the year before in 30 games? Nine twenty one. That's really good. Yeah. And then nine twenty seven <laughs> in the playoffs. Like he was, it's, it's like tragic that his body betrayed him like it did, but like, that stretch, like in Vancouver and then into New Jersey, that was a great fucking later round oh. uh, goalie pickup. By the way, when he people was, weren't paying attention to what was happening in in New Jersey, he was so good, man. I mean, yeah. he was just playing on shitty New Jersey teams, but he was so fucking good. So 2010, 2011, he had a 929 in Vancouver, the 937 in Vancouver, the 927 in Vancouver, in 2013. Then he gets traded to the Islanders, 921. 925, 924, and then 2017 is when he kind of fell off. It was like 908. Yeah. Whatever. But uh yeah, it was just an incredible stretch. And super I like I hope the Sedins can recruit him to management somehow. That would I would love and like he he really like loves and values his time in Vancouver. They like that was addressed in his uh in his like retirement thing. And I guess when he played in the alumni game for the hall of fame last year, he like yeah. played the day before in the AHL and like <laughs> drove his family over so he could be a part of it and like put himself in a back-to-back game and then like That's drove sick. back to like play another couple games later. Like it was a really big deal for him. And this like Canucks oh, team rocks. like meant a lot for him. It was like the most fun yeah. time of his career. Um, yeah. Fucking love Schneider. He got us Horvat. Who got yep. us Heronic? And, and we'll see how that goes. And but I got a good feeling about it. Pretty good in that yep. Calgary game. And of everybody that looked yep. like shit from what I saw, I was like, okay, he looked okay. I can yeah, see he it. Fine. Yeah. 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 It's going to be okay, guys. We're all. I think it'll make be it. fine. Yeah. Smash. Smash cut to the Oilers winning fifteen. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> go Canucks. Go. Yep. Thanks, everyone. Peace. See you next week. Bye bye.
Are you ready for some good days? Have to have high. 